You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Take one. Knock, knock. Who this? Receiving a Dana, and we can't believe you thought I'm a podcast. We're so glad you're listening to it. We would never listen to it. I don't even want to listen to it to edit it. I don't even want to wake up in the morning. Receiving a Dana, and we're in the room. With the not so serious XM, with Stephen Farrelly and Dana Craig from In the Room, and our guest. Hi, I'm Austin Rodriguez. Hi, Austin. We are. Uh, um, this is a new setup. Yeah. We should maybe uh, preface. We are. We're. We're in our. We're in our homes. We're working from home. We're living the WFH life. Mm-hmm. We are flattening the curve. We are so flattened, except for my carb intake. I was going to say, except my waistline. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to take your job. I. Oh, you, you look great. We look like oh. we're in a little Zoom room. I know. In the Zoom. On my phone, you guys are very thin vertical like images, so it's kind of funny because it's just like it's like this yeah. very like modern art uh, piece that we're doing. Oh, you'll have to take a screenshot. Um, I only know you as Austin Props. Yeah, a lot of people only. (laughs) Props to the Austin Props. (laughs) Well, that's because you're the prop man. You're the property man. I am one of many property men and women, but uh, yeah, I love props. Well, that's why you're here today is because we love props and what better day to do it. We've never spoken to a a prop person before. No. No, no, not and, on this show. And it is our first episode post quarantine, and we thought, "Huh, shows have closed, Broadway's done, and uh, what does a prop man do?" Uh, yeah, I mean, what a what a unique experience to be it, having. You were about it, to open company, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we were we were so close to opening company. We were like a week out. We were like like maybe four days from freezing the show we were all like we're almost to the end and then hey pack it all up Mm. um but we're on pause right now still i mean there is still every intention of um what we're being told of coming back with a vengeance sure and you, you you had nine performances before everything went dark um yes i'm gonna get i'm gonna guess i've never counted actually that is an interesting number i I thought i saw somebody posted that you know they had nine great runs of it maybe that includes your invited i don't know the point is um you did get to do it nine times where were you like in the momentum of like your department how um, much was your show changing day to day at that our day? show we had lots of notes um just because in that part of the process that's where we do a lot of like designer changes um and visual changes so 
like as far as the main props for the show, they were all set. Um, it was more like dressing. We want to change designers wanted to change like the picture frames and like how we hang them and mm. um, you know a lot of that stuff and then a lot of making the show run cleaner um, backstage because this new version of company is very technically advanced as far as like the amount of stuff that changes on stage and the automation and it's to make it flow really nicely. Um, I think it looks gorgeous, uh, but it is a lot of work backstage and we have a lot of stuff and not a lot of room in the Jacobs theater. Sure. And before this, before company, you were on Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. That, that old chestnut. Yes. Which is the proppiest of all proppy shows of all proppy time. Oh yeah, it was like every childhood dream of mine all rolled into one. You know, yeah. I got to be I got to be a sandworm eight nights a week. It was like the most fun. You were ever. sandworm. Yeah, uh, there we have uh, we had two sandworms in the show, and I was the finale sandworm. I was uh, the one that Alex Brightman rode in every night. So I'm inside, fully encapsulated <laughs> in a sandworm, and. Uh, yeah, nobody could see me. I could be fully naked in there and yes. nobody would know. And just having the most fun, you know. What a credit. It is what a credit. What a credit. Yeah. <laughs> of all the Steven. credits, I think it's one of my favorite. <laughs> Creating hashtags left Austin and right. Austin Rodrigo, parentheses, finale sandworm. Finale sandworm, yeah. I can, I can actually say that Katy Perry was on top of me at one point. <gasps> How many kids get to say that? Yeah. Who would have known? Speaking That's of kids, amazing. speaking of kids, you're a father. I am a father. A father. Yes. A I spent a lot of time with your babe. Yes, my sweet, sweet little babe, um, our little monster. It's interesting in quarantine zone, just sure. keeping him entertained with um, all sorts of stuff. Little yeah. Ambrose, right? Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah. Ambrose Bowie. Yeah. How old is he now? Uh, he just turned one. Um, he turned he one. He and on our... Harrison have the same birthday. Yeah, they the do? third. The third. That's my nephew's first birthday. Was the third. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the day after our first preview for company. Wow. This is birth. Yeah. Wow. He's a little munchkin and he's growing so big and walking and doing and learning all the things and doing all the things. So, yeah. Don't you love watching him explore? Oh my goodness. It is the most um, like just eye opening experience of like, yeah. is, was this, what was it like this when we were all young? And it was just like, he found magnets for the first time. We give him a bag <gasps> of magnets and. That's he has fun. been like, what? Yes. Why does it stick to this and not to this? <laughs> yeah. My nephew loves to eat his uh, his very hairy stuffed animals. He has a sloth <laughs> that has like long hair on it, and he just takes globs of it and eats it. Uh, that that <laughs> seems that seems normal. That okay, seems normal. good. I just yeah. want to, you know, you're here to make me feel better. So nine times out of ten, whatever he has will go directly in his mouth. Directly in his mouth. Which I, I, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think that has to be like some sort of uh, since all babies do it, it, has to be some sort of evolutionary trait to like as many germs as you can get as possible. Oh, absolutely. Right, There's right. like a fascination with like hand to mouth. Yeah. Connection. Oh. Yeah. Does he have little pinchers? Does he pinch everything? And Oh yeah. Yeah. He pinches everything. He likes, he's really good at um, picking up things and throwing them to the ground as loud <laughs> as possible. So I'm sure our dancing. He loves pulling a bookshelf uh, completely onto the floor. Oh, oh yeah. Reorganizing. yeah! Every book on every bookshelf just dump How it thrilling! Out. How thrilling! Yeah. Yes, it is thrilling. So, it's what are some things that you've done in quarantine that you have not done because you your life was different? You know. Uh, I love to cook 
and I love kitchen projects and all of that. So I have been um, cooking up a storm. We have... I've been thinking about you. Um, Austin <laughs> lives literally less than one minute from my front door, so it's yeah. particularly odd to be um, <laughs> webcamming with you. Yes, we're in so this close. way. But um, I can't wait to like get in the kitchen with you. And I'm just I keep reminding myself that that's not something we can accomplish during this time. Oh, I wish. Well, we I've had so your fun. food and it's your cocktails quite... before. Stephen, we were there. We were at their house for East, Easter. Second Easter. Yeah, second we went Easter. from Val's. <laughs> second Easter. Heinen and Austin's for yeah. a feast. Old fashions that night, right? Old fashions. We were making old fashions. Ooh, they were so good. God bless. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Where are you from? From 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 from. Uh, I am from from uh, Michigan. America's high five. That is. I don't think I knew that. Very. I was yeah. going to say old fashions are very Midwest, and I'm from Wisconsin. Oh yeah. So that explains that. I love the Wisconsin. Yes. Yeah. Those yes. Friday night yeah. fish fries, honey. Oh yes, and Love a good all the cheese, all those cheese curds, please. Mm, Culvers, mm, Culvers. I've been eating so much cheese; it's been insane. Yeah, you know, like what? What? What's been contributing most to your COVID fifteen? Uh, carbs. Uh, carbs. I've made. Uh, we are really big fans of making bacon fat tortillas right yeah. now. Oh, and we make them oh. with Benton Tell bacon us everything. fat. Yeah, Benton's Bacon Fat Tortillas, which is, Benton's is like a really like super smoked bacon. And yeah, they only use uh, brown sugar and salt and then they smoke it forever. And it's just the smokiest bacon you will ever have. And uh, we make tortillas. (laughs) We've been making cookies, cakes. Um, My wife made focaccia. Yeah, I just made a focaccia a couple weeks ago. It's such I, a good like all day bake project. My roommate project. made a focaccia. It's I a bunch of like thing. small steps Quarantine that take focaccia. a while. Yes, and but easy, so easy, so easy. It's like and, let it sit here. Now dump it out and let it sit again. Okay, I have time for that. Yeah, <laughs> and bake it with a ton of olive yeah. oil. Now then, poke at it and pour more oil, oil on it and let it bake for an hour. Okay, and then eat a quarter of a sheet pan optional well that's fresh we garlic butter on top <laughs> stuff salami inside and make a sandwich yeah we don't joke These around are the options folks yeah we're doing a lot of deep cleaning in our kitchen nice. as well yeah no time like the prez i did my vent hood that took me all day today wow yeah it's unbelievable yeah. it's being crazy yeah and our grain library, we're organizing our grain library, which Stephen has seen, mm-hmm. which is the wall of, we have a wall of it's grain. Gorge. It's jarred. So There's an art Pinterest. piece and also a functional thing. So, yeah, it's been Fierce. great. What have you guys been doing? Sorry. Uh, binging a lot of TV and some movies. Mm. Rewatching old yeah. movies, actually. Oh, um, yeah. Cooking. Working. Yeah, you're still working. Trying to FT. work out here and there. It's hard. Yeah, I'm doing as much as I can yeah. from my couch. But yeah, a lot of the a lot of cooking, a lot of the home projects that I put off. <laughs> um yeah, like I'm I'm working on what the big craft is going to be. What's the big Thing that I don't have to feel like I have to finish in a day and can be a thing I look forward to adding in a little bit uh, every day. Dana has left the room. Yes. Oh no, where'd you go? She's no longer in the room. It's just the two of us. <laughs> and, and then there were two, Austin. <laughs> um, oh no. Well, while Dana's gone and our producer, Alan Seals, is saying he doesn't know where he is, uh, where he is, where Dana is either. Um, Alan's nailing it. Oh, extra guest today. Bye, Hi, Alan. <laughs> Hi. Um, going going back a little bit, just to you know, be the historian of the two of us. The mm. you know the day they announced that theaters would be going dark for a month was shocking. There's no preparing for it, even if you're even if you know what's in the realm of the possible. What was 
that day like for you um, as it pertains to your show? You know, you had, I'm guessing, a day to kind of put things away or get things in a way where they could be picked up later. Well, it was it was it was an odd day because they had chosen the night before to give the cast a day off from the rehearsal. And Mm -hmm. then, Oh, you're back. Hi, Dana. Hi, Dana. Uh, They have chosen to give the cast a day off from the daytime rehearsal, but we had every intention when we left the night before that we were doing another preview. Uh, So we came in uh, that morning and we're doing work call notes and lighting was having a lot of time to, um, light looks and we would set up different looks for them to light and give them a lot of time. But it was a, it was an odd situation because there was so much rumor swirling around, but nobody would confirm that. Yes, we're shutting mm-hmm. it down. Make sure all of the powers turned off, make sure. So we were just kind of in this weird space of like, it's 99.9% sure that we were going to do this, but all from you know the higher ups they were like keep working like nothing's gonna happen and we were like yeah nobody wanted to pull that trigger yeah so we were all waiting for that and i think it was like four o'clock after the announcement from the governor was was made that they were like okay make sure all the variables make sure all the fridges are cleaned out lock it Mm -hmm. down and then we were going to have, we had a big meeting with the producers. Um, and so all the crew got together and we met at like, I think it was at five and we were all talked through what the next steps were and where we were going and what was happening. So it was like an odd experience to just everybody just keep working like nothing's happening mm-hmm. and keep doing things. But we were all like, yeah, it seemed like a hundred percent we were going to shut down. But so right. I'll, it was a weird day because we were like, we don't know what is going to happen. And we still, I mean, most of us don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen still. So, but we were just like, okay, we think we have jobs and we all just take it in stride. And um, the producers have been really great when they've talked to us and they've sent us an email since just being like we're doing everything in our power to make sure that we still have a show and all of that and so they've been very reassuring as far as that um but it was just like a weird like sensory day of like yes keep working on things that you may not see for months (laughs) it's like do i really need to do this paint note do I need to touch up the the railing? Do I? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, it's just so spooky. Everything's so spooky right now. Yeah. And I went to the Jacobs shortly after the whole shutdown thing. I went back to the Jacobs because they were allowing us through the Schuberts to like, if we had anything in our workbox we needed or so yeah. I I really wanted to have my sewing machine back at my casa because i had some projects and some things to work on so i went to sure. go grab a bunch of tools and stuff out of my work box but just walking through broadway dead broadway and walking into the jacobs and like it was like everything was untouched from where we left it and it was just yeah, like so just, weird and it was just nobody was in the theater like nobody and you were like i've never been here with zero so people alone yeah, it was kind of cool, but also kind of like, uh, and just sure. overwhelming. Like, I'd miss this place. I miss being mm-hmm. here, even though like tech and and previews is always so insane and exhausting. An but, empty theater, just in general, is creepy. You know, oh. you, you feel the ghosts and the audience who should be there, and like. It's so right. like powerful and minimal at the same time. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like there's this great like reverence that you're in this this historic building and there's nobody there and it's just like you're like oh it's what is mine. this? You need people yeah. to fill it. Yes. It'll be back. It'll be back. That's what uh, we keep hearing, and I just want to let everyone know that. 
It'll be back. Of course oh, we will. yeah. I mean, I feel like when we all get through this crazy time, like, people want to be under- entertained, you know? And I think everybody will have watched everything on Netflix by the end of the People want to gather. I mean, people want to be surrounded by people again. I mean, I get it. The train sucks at rush hour. But also, this is another extreme. Yeah. We can only watch Patty's Basement so many times. (laughs) I don't know. I I can watch Patty's Basement a lot. (laughs) I love her. I want to see more nooks and crannies. Take us upstairs. Yeah. It should be every week. should just be a new part of Patty's house. Oh, my yes. God. Patty's kitchen. Oh, under, Patty's under her kitchen. Patty Lamone makes this bacon potato cheese dish that is the most unreal you will ever have in your entire life. It is, it is the most calorie-heavy thing you'll eat, but it is so – it speaks to everything in my Midwestern heart. It's amazing. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. yeah Patty LuPone. Demon in a kitchen. <laughs> Demon. <laughs> Demon in a kitchen. I love her. Uh, you've worked with her before on War Paint. Yes, on War Paint. She's the reason why I'm with company. Oh. I I have a weird privilege of of kind of being in her contract. Uh, she's put me on a list of people that she likes to work with. So I got to like, it's my humble brag. But... What a compliment. Uh, I am so <laughs> glad you shared that with us. My mouth yeah. is agape. Yeah. She came to see Beetlejuice and after the show, she came backstage and I, everybody was a Twitter with her and I was like, I, I'm going to sneak up and, and see her because after war paint, we'd emailed a little bit, you know, been in contact just because, we got along so well. And she get, threw her arms around me and yelled right into my face, you're in my contract. You better be ready. And I was like, 100% petty. If you call, I'm not going to say no. Like, I'm not doing that. You're in my contract. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, yeah. Stephen? Can you imagine? I'd frame, she is the I, sweetest, I get my hands most on wonderful it woman. It. Yeah. <laughs> she, is, she is adorable, yes. I love her so much. Yeah. And like uh, the first day in the theater, she yelled out to everybody that I was in her contract. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can do it all. Fuck with you. you. Know? <laughs> no, I'm untouchable. Yes. You're untouchable. Yes. yes. So I spend a lot of time just making her happy. That's always my goal. It's like Great. just keeping their good graces. How does Whatever your you job? Need. Can I ask a boring question? Maybe no, to you. But... There are no boring questions. Okay. Um. So, how does your job change from bef- uh, pre-production and then during the production? You mention a lot of like paint notes. So you're just kind of maintaining at the point. Yeah. Once once the show is frozen and locked, it's my job and the rest of the prop department's job to make sure that the show is maintained at the quality it was when it opened. So, you know, things, set pieces get bashed around. And one of the things we we do in the props department is we're responsible for any paint notes throughout the set. So any touch-ups on any of the props and also on the set, the floor, um, you know, we're all responsible for all of those things. So once we have opened, we're we are responsible for maintaining everything and that in like Beetlejuice, that also includes all the puppets. Um, we don't have a separate puppet department. Um, so that falls under props. Um, any of like the weird magic tricks and all of that stuff. So on company there's, you know, we're just maintaining that everything, all the furniture looks right, looks clean, looks new. Um, cause it's all, all of company is a specific colors of gray. Um, all the set pieces. So mm-hmm. my paint kit is very easy because it's only a few shades of gray, but um, mm-hmm. we're just making sure that the show looks as best as possible for every audience is really the thing. And are you involved in the creative at the top? Do you suggest what they look like and then make it and then maintain it? Or like, what's the life of a prop uh, Well, it, I have an, a weird privilege than some just prop people on Broadway 
Uh, I also work in a prop shop um, for a guy by the name of Peter Serafin. Um, he does a, he's a production prop person, which is kind of uh, the design equivalent in props. He works mm. with the set designer and he sources and finds everything. Um, but I work in his shop, so I do get some input on the creative thing when a director, I mean, a designer kind of just says, I want it to look something like this. And then we take it and we kind of collab together when we build oh. certain things. And we're like, do you like this? Do you not like this? Do you? So in company, there are three different size sizes of the same cake. Um, and they're fake cakes. So there was a lot of discussion with designing on what they wanted to look like, what it needed to be frosted like. But then once they've decided, okay, we want it this kind of this color frosted kind of like this picture with sprinkles that kind of look like this, then I take it and then I kind of just transform it in my brain into physical reality. And so, wow. and then wow. I'm responsible when it comes to the theater. Um, and if it was built by a different shop, I'm still responsible for making those same looks happen um, throughout the show. So it, I have a, a unique experience that I get to build some of the stuff I work with, whereas some prop people are just handed things from shops and they're like, good cool. luck. Right, so yeah. I sometimes build things so it's easier for me to maintain. You're the exception yeah. to every rule. Uh, That's why you're Mr. Prop Man. I just what like, are like, what are some iconic props you've made? Uh, I mean, I've made some, like, some cool props. Like, I got to make a a turkey leg that (gasps) Bette Midler gnawed on every night. If I could be any inanimate object in the entire world, it would be that turkey leg. Mm, Bette Midler. Yeah. I have that as a flip book. (laughs) It was, like, promo stuff Uh, that, thank you, Scott Frost, was... doling out and it's just a flip book of bet midler eating the turkey leg yeah and we had to go through a couple iterations of that turkey leg because she actually would like try to bite into it so she was yeah. taking some some paint coating drops so we had to find a coating that she could gnaw on but Palette. also not rip off so yeah it was that was an adventure on on stuff like that God bless. um in the in beetlejuice there's there's a point where otho gets strapped um, to what we call the wheel of death. So it's this big spinning, like, like yeah. circus board of craziness. I got to build that. Um, I got to do, um, in Beetlejuice, there's a light up, uh, what they call the soul box. And it's this huge, um, infinity mirror of LEDs, cube, crazy electronicness. Um, uh, in the promo shots where they're looking into the book that lights up their faces yeah. in Beetlejuice. I built that. Um, that was actually one of the first props I built um, for uh, for Beetlejuice in like a lab. They wanted to see a prototype and we built that. And wow. it's in the show right now. Um, and I Frozen. Guess... Oh, tell me of Frozen. Frozen at the shop. I got to um, work on the little toy Olaf that the girls build in the opening of the show. So wow. I got to help create an Olaf prop, which is kind of cool. Yeah, just like we get to do all sorts of fun things. And then what's your uh, what's your training? I mean, you have carpentry skills, you have sewing skills, you have painting skills, you have engineering skills, <laughs> um, electronic skills, and then I, you mash them all up. I mean, I. My training was basically my thirst for knowledge, a lot of it. Um, I did do, in high school, there was a kind of through a vocational school training program. Um, There was a two-year intensive in um, technical theater. That was like a new program that they were trying out. So I would do like two, junior and senior year, I would do two core classes and I would go um, at my high school and then I would drive to another high school and I would um spend the rest of the time in a theater like doing lighting and sound and uh building sets and stuff like that and then so you dipped your toe in a lot of puns yeah yeah oh i i've tried everything i'm not wigs i'm a frightened of wigs um all my wig friends always know thyself (laughs) yeah wig friends it's 
too delicate. It's too crazy. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, I've done pretty much every other department um, just to know what I wanted to do. But I fell in love with props and I've been obsessed. So sure. did you love toys as a training, kid? What? Did you love toys as a kid? I loved building things as a kid. I built things out of like cardboard boxes and my mm. mom, my mother, my mother makes uh, leather goods for a living. So she makes leather purses, belts, wallets, and all of that. So we just had scraps of leather in our basement. So I built all sorts of craziness. Yeah, wow, what I a was playground. just obsessed with theater as a child. And yeah, it was theater and cooking. Those were my two obsessions. So That's one got, lucky kid. I got to say that. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. And it's fun to have a kid now because it's mm. like I cannot wait for him to come to the shop and just play around and like, you know, build things. Sure. Yeah. Suck on nails. We were talking last night about cool old toys we should find that we used to have, like Tinker Toys and like Lincoln yeah. Logs and all Lincoln that Logs. old school a stuff. Tinker. I love a Tinker. Oh, I love a Tinker toy. Obsessed with a Tinker toy. Legos are making a huge comeback now. Legos huge. are. I think he's a little young for a Lego. Maybe those Playmobil, the big block ones. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm fully, yeah. Our neighbor, Jeff, one of our best friends, he loves Lego. And he cannot wait until Ambrose can Lego with him. And they're going to Lego all the time. Lego yeah. with me! Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That kid so, is so cute. Yeah, it's fun to work in a space that I get to create craziness. And a lot of the training stuff is just I'm obsessed and I read a lot and I watch a lot. And mm -hmm. YouTube is now a, a huge asset for any maker and people that want to make things in the whole maker community out there. There's so much information on 3D printers and crazy wow. electronics and how do I do this? And that whole online community is very easy to reach out to as well. So like you can reach out to somebody and they always respond and nobody has like magical oh, secrets cool. they don't share. So yeah. what is, can you give us some hashtags or accounts that you follow that you like? Oh, um, I, there is a molding and casting company um, called Smooth On. Um, yeah, they make all sorts of Rough rubbers on. and silicones and craziness for molding and casting and, and resins. And I use a lot of that day to day. But their account is really great uh, because they have so many products and they're so user friendly. And they smell, they smell, uh, sell really like small trial kits and stuff. So people can play around and it's really affordable. Um, but they have amazing uh, videos on how to do things. Um, I follow that. Um, Adam Savage from Mythbusters, obviously I follow him. Um, there's just tons of cosplayers out there. Um, and basically I, uh, just by following the hashtag smooth on the amount of uh, people I have found through that. I just started following them. They're insane. Do they have so much craziness? They have like plastic resins that set within 30 seconds. Like you could be pouring it out of a cup and it will in the stream set hard and like you could let go of the cup. Like there are things that like set off like it's all science all the time and it's amazing wow. yeah so we because we do a lot of molding and casting in our in prop world so it's like to find out how people did things and what people are doing and there's just tons wow. tons of like nerds and stuff yeah i'm gonna be scrolling through this all day i just stumbled <laughs> upon a long island iced tea prop <laughs> yeah. that looks Fierce. Has, so many fake drinks. Has your career Ugh. only been theater based? Uh, mostly, yeah. I've done some commercial stuff. I've done a, a little bit. Uh, I did this weird thing back in Michigan. They were trying to do like how Mr. Rogers started in the local television company. They, we, I worked on a kids' TV show called Come On Over. And it was, but they had like the directors were directors from Sesame Street and Blues Clues, and our production designer was from Sesame Street, and our puppeteers worked on Sesame Street. And so it was like Dude. a lot of like industry based things. So that mm -hmm. was really fun. 
Um, but I mostly do theater just because television film is not really my vibe. I like how we, you know, can get in and get out in two and a half hours and make magic. And, you know, the pressure of live theater is just, it makes me feel so happy yeah. and it just makes more sense. Um, in my mm -hmm. brain, uh, film is a lot of waiting around for camera setups and that drives me nuts because, um, the amount of projects I've done just in quarantine zone, um, have been crazy just because I'm like, I need something to do. Yeah. What have you <laughs> been getting done? He's like, yeah. well, look at my fort and spins us <laughs> around. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been insane. Uh, so Yeah. And just theater, theater is my love, and I get to work on Broadway, and that's dream come true. Well, and I get to work. You're a theater family. Yeah. Theater household. Oh. I think the family aspect too is always such a great um, thing to experience that I never felt on like any commercial shoots or film shoots or anything like that. Just because it's just like I don't think you're just in the trenches as hard. I know. I mean, no offense to anybody that works in film, but I just feel like there's a different like family aspect to uh, our theatrical weirdness. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. It's like uh, Beetlejuice in the quarantine. They've we've still been doing Snob uh, or Drink Night every Saturday. And, and what does that yeah. stand for? Saturday night on Broadway. Yes, Queen. Yes. And uh, this last week, it was a toga party. So we all had togas. And it was like, yeah, a Zoom meeting. I love <laughs> just that. like I everybody. Love it. nice. And it's just like you you love that family aspect. Mm -hmm. It's cute. Super cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so stupid. It's so weird to be yeah. on... FaceTime. Do, do people um, know that we can see each other? We're on a Zoom, not a Zoom. Oh, like I don't a video know. Yeah, I certainly didn't. Um, situation. Yeah. I didn't know there was going to be a visual element. It's so advanced. I know. I would have dressed up. Well, we're not. We will not put this up anywhere. But for now, it's good to see. But you. maybe our picture is like a cute screenshot. <laughs> Wait, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> It's great audio it content. <laughs> you, <laughs> this is how we do it on In the Room. In the Room, quarantine edition. I mean, truly. It's just, it, I did the math yesterday. I think today is day 18. Oh, really? I feel like Since it's been the, like day 30. Yeah, I think it's 18. Hmm. I can't. It's so weird to walk outside and, mm -hmm. you know, because we go for quarantine walks with our babe um, and just not see tons of people, you sure. know, especially in like giant parks like Port Tryon and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, having, having the streets empty and everybody in masks and gloves. And yeah, that that's normal that um, seeing people post pictures of their neighborhood and seeing, you know, Midtown where I am daily. Uh, and seeing it empty and knowing that I haven't seen it in three weeks. Yes. I was thinking about this. Like the only thing that I'm able to see is what's on the news. You know, mm -hmm. I I'm seeing what my parents are seeing. Um, and it's yeah. weird. I feel like it would hit me differently if I saw it in real life, but yeah, you know, I can't I imagine. Really yeah. To walk when I walk through Times Square and it was like empty, like it was like three in the morning when nobody's there yeah. kind of mm -hmm. situation, but it's broad daylight. You're like, I don't know this. I don't like this. Yeah. I mean, we all, our dream is for, you know, Times Square to be empty sometimes when you're walking through it, you know, when you work in, in Midtown. Listen, I, was like, I thought my dream was quarantine and I can tell you that ain't cute. That ain't, <laughs> that ain't it, cute. kid. That ain't yeah. No. Quarantine would be better if you like you could do it with like all your friends and we could all go to each other's houses and it would just be that would right. be quarantine. But when it's no. like the stark reality of like, no, no, you cannot gather, you cannot use each other yeah, like physically in the physical world to feel better. Yeah. 
We have a unique situation where we have my a couple of our best friends live in our building, like they're yeah. neighbors. So we've all committed to being in each other's germ bubble. Good. And we like <laughs> we shop, we shop together, we do like we're doing it all together. I so like that. if one of us gets one of us get it, we all get it. Like it's like we are yeah. just committed. I have to a friend it. here too. He was in a weird apartment situation and it was just easier to like move before it got worse. You know, this yeah. was a week and a half ago at this point. Um, so we have we have a friend here too, and it is nice. It makes it feel a little like a slumber party. It, yes, exactly. It just, there's there's more bodies, and there's the animals are thrilled to have another uh, person well, love on them all day. Yeah, my best friend Dan. They have a dog, so Ambrose loves the dog, and and they can hold our baby for five minutes, and we can just like go have a cocktail and not think about it. Listen, <laughs> babies and animals are what people need, I think. Listen, it uh, takes a village. I, you know, I just, I keep thinking about people with roommates who they didn't choose. That they don't like. like. Nothing more than a roommate oh, to them. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. I, oh, that would make me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just It would break me. I would, I would have, I would have gone home. I would have gone to my mom's and just, you know, Done a month in LA. Where's your mom? Speaking of, mom's in LA. Oh, okay. Where she lives. I thought she sold her house. She's working on it. Oh, okay. She's, t- like, she's nobody can really outside. come look at it right now. <laughs> the housing so. market is a little dead right now. Damn. Yeah, I don't think anybody's coming and going to open houses. Yeah. Well, I have a roommate, it, and I love him, and I think God. we're I think we're still okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, everything is, is smooth sailing here. I mean, I have a wife and I think everything is okay. Because that's Good. also like how many relationships are making it through this. Like truly. We were kind of How many of, people I, just started dating and they're like, Well, we're gonna do this together because I don't wanna not see you. Yeah. I that's it. It's like a true test of a relationship, I think. Because we were Absolutely. a little nervous because I work a lot and I was in tech, so I was barely here. I was doing, you know, 8 a.m. to midnight pretty much every day. And then it was just all of a sudden I was like, oh, we are living (laughs) in this space, which is, yeah, (laughs) which is so nice. It's not not the honeymoon that uh, my wife imagined, but uh, (laughs) we are, we are definitely together. Tyne and Davis, bless her heart. I know. We did have a few, like, she laid some rules of like, you're never here, but this is my space, so you're gonna live under these rules. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Need some hard, yeah. hard, fast rules. She was like, This is the boys' schedule, and we are still sticking to it. And I was like, Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna go cook something now, which is like good. my safety zone. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good to have a different space. Know your role. I'm trying my hand at candy making, um, oh. I'm waiting on some flavoring in the mail. But I'm, I'm going to make some Jolly Ranchers. Yes. You I'm going to make some lozenges. Kitchen. I love it. Uh, we have a Marco Polo thread with a bunch of friends, and everybody's been talking about trying fermentation, which is one of my other passions. Uh, you love stuff. it, and you're so good at it. And I was like, oh, now I need to ferment. So I'm going to make some tapache, which is a fermented pineapple drink. Um, I think that's my next... I'm going to ferment, uh, and it tastes amazing with beer or or booze in it, tequila. It's just fermented, tangy pineapple greatness. Do you deliver to there as soon as we can? Yeah, are you on Postmates? <laughs> not on Postmates. DoorDash? <laughs> no, Mercado only. Uh, yeah, so, like, we're definitely getting down. I'm going to re-ferment things and get back into mm-hmm. that. I kind of want to make vinegar. I've not made vinegar. vinegar. Yeah, like make a vinegar. I have a recipe for whiskey vinegar. Yeah, yeah. If you could see their faces. Oh yeah, mouth of the gape this entire episode. Yeah. A gape. Yeah, whiskey vinegar. I think may may happen in our 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 household. Oh, yeah. And I more make some limoncello. I have made lots of limoncello. It's really easy. How do you make and, limoncello? Uh, 
Basically, all you do is you zest many, many lemons and put them in a neutral grain spirit, which is can be a vodka. You can do it with Everclear. Um, and then you add a bunch of sugar once it all sits and settles. And then, uh, But you let those lemon peels sit until they have a taste of lemon, and then you strain it all out, and then you have limoncello. And then it's shelf-stable. Shelf-stable. Yeah. Shelf stable. Oh, shelf stable. My, yeah, my I roommate make it for... is a baker and a cooker, a cooker, a cook. Um, so it's <laughs> it's pretty great in here. We're good. Yeah, it's nice. I'm... It's nice to have one of you around. I'm so I glad to know what it... Dana. Stephen is a great cook too. I want to know what it's like if you if you don't cook at home and now you're only at home. Is it? I know that takeout's still a bit available in New York, but is everybody still taking out everything? I know. Well, we are a little bit. Um, you know, we, we did a takeout Tuesday Ooh. last week. We did pizza over the weekend just to like mm-hmm. give ourselves a night off as we normally would. And also now it feels like um like our civic duty is to order yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> like, know, thank you. Thank you for delivering. Right. Thank you. And yeah. look, like I'm not in a position to get a hundred dollar gift card to all my favorite restaurants, but I no. can certainly be talked into sitting my ass on the couch and yeah. using that hundred twenty bucks a month I'm not giving to the MTA to that's true. My local taqueria. Do have you ordered because we haven't ordered delivery yet. We were talking about order delivery tonight. Have you yeah. ordered from a place that you can also get to-go booze? Because this is my most interested quality <laughs> not, of delivery. I have not. It is my understanding that to-go booze is a takeout thing, not a delivery thing. I, I've seen it on the delivery menus. Oh. We just put it in order it. for wine. But the restaurants around here, you can go in and grab your cocktail to go your smoke yeah. show and leave uh yeah it's nice i have so not that, done that i love that every when they put the edict that only essential businesses can stay open at all of the our first friends article like, i saw was yeah, liquor we were stores like, are essential oh thank <laughs> don't god worry. yeah i was like oh oh thank thank you thank you yeah. They know we all have roommates. They get it. <laughs> but it, the the problem is now you I live on airport rules where it's like, oh, you can have a cocktail in the morning, which can get dangerous. We just have to airport I have now, rules. We call it airport rules from like yeah. when I when I toured because uh, I used to I was on tour for 10 years with different Broadway shows. Uh it was, we call that airport rules. 6 a.m., if the bar is open, I'm having a Bloody Mary. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No sure. judgments. No judgment. Yeah. So now we kind of live in that. If they're not going to think... let a domestic traveler into duty-free, the least they can do is allow us to enjoy a cocktail without judgment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. There are some airports that don't, they're like, bars don't open until like, eight or nine i'm like what what is this place i don't live here <laughs> i, would I like only a- fly places with 24-hour bars in the airport just yeah. in case and good bloody mary's <sighs> minneapolis actually has one of the best uh bloody mary's. Best airport bloody mary you've ever had oh the midwest doesn't fool around with their bloody mary's either well, well and they also know do you know about a beer back mm-hmm a lot of places don't do a beer back. A beer back is a Bloody Mary, and then they give you a small, like, small rocks glass of beer, so you have a little palate cleanser. I can't tell you how many places in this country have no idea what a beer back is, and it upsets me. And that's why I love the Midwest, because you go and you're like, yes, this is, I want booze with my booze. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, people do a water back. A water back? What what does that do? No, it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> I do a water front. <laughs> a beer a front idea. with a bloody mary present and a beer back. Yes. Do that. And now. a shot of tequila. And a shot of tequila. A bloody mary <laughs> present. <laughs> <laughs> um what else? Okay, well we I, I have two questions to ask you. Okay. That we ask everybody. 
All right. And we oh can't forget them. God, we haven't done this for so long. I know. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? <laughs> okay. My first question for you is, what was your first impression of each of us? Ever. Uh, when you came over? Uh, my first impression of both of you were like, you were down for uh, Old Fashioned right away with such excitement. I was like, yes, you can stay. I like you. That was my first impression. Uh, you guys just seemed like so much fun and so genuine and just kind of didn't care that you were in a new person's home. So you felt comfortable, which I like when people come to my house and just like feel comfortable to be themselves. And that, so that was my first impression of you guys. Basically oh, like, like you that. guys are fun. I want to hang out. But also, didn't you have like a big herb ladder in your kitchen? You had like a, a lot of greenery happening. We did. We had a whole, um, herb growing ladder. We have now one of the projects we've done the quarantine is we put glass shelving up in our window. So there's all the glass shelving. And then my, my lovely wife wants Mm. to fill with more plants. So I was like, this guy's got taste with a capital T A S T E. I'm staying and I hope they adopt me. You're more than welcome after quarantine to come over and I will cook. Sweet. Yes. Yes. Cause we call it a boiling. Cause I only know how to cook for 30 people. Like even when I just I've never been good at cooking for low numbers. Oh, so that we have a lot of leftovers because it's just like here is forty five gallons. I I was like, I'm gonna make chicken stock. I made three gallons of chicken stock because I was like, I don't know. (laughs) You know what I did pretty successfully during this quarantine? Carved a chicken. (sighs) Like carved it like broke it down and everything or with like a carver no like with a knife and like my know-how of the bones oh yes i mean it wasn't breaking down a chicken is like the carcass looked like the right thing and all the pieces looked like all the right thing good did you make stock with that carcass we did not this time but you have but i have that's the thing that I want, to, want every one of your listeners to know. Yes. Save your carcass. Save your carcass. Throw it with a bunch of vegetable scraps. And there you are. Stop. You don't even have to peel the vegetables. No. Just throw it all in there. And we, yeah. like, we, when I was going to make stock, we just had all of our, all of our vegetable scraps, onion butts, all, everything from yeah. what we chopped, just in a bag in the fridge. And then we threw that all in there. And it was magic. People are so afraid to use onion butts. Use them. They're the I best. love an onion butt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love an onion butt? I don't know. That was my nickname at summer camp. Hi ho! Hi ho! Hi ho! Speaking of nicknames. There are seven very well-known dwarves in history. If you were the eighth dwarf, what would your name be? Hmm. My first, my first instinct, drunky. Definitely drunky. We'll take it. I'm like drunky dwarf, yeah. Drunky dwarf. I need a cocktail. But if like, I'm not working, I need a cocktail. We're also like during the quarantine, there's no rules or judgment about like start time. We decided that. Yes. With the 100%. airplane rules. It's it's airport rules, all quarantine. I and definitely am drinking a daiquiri right now. So <gasps> And you're, you're also dressed as a daiquiri. I am. It's very floral. A a very floral tea on, which I've been this whole time. Just trying to, you know, bring a little festivity into my life. I did have to get dressed the other day. I didn't put on jeans or anything, but like I didn't wear my home pajamas. I put on different sweats and like a t-shirt that I would wear outside. That's good. I I have this get out of this that I've learned. I need to still take a shower in the morning. Yeah. 
within getting up quickly and like i need to get dressed otherwise my morning stays the same yeah yeah i gotta get up i gotta brush my teeth i gotta i gotta do the things yeah i gotta feed that child he eats he likes 9 a.m anybody's guess yeah which we've been a lot of breakfast tacos have been happening in our household i had breakfast tacos this morning Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, you got to make some bacon fat tortillas. Talk us through it. Bacon fat tortillas, uh, super simple. Uh, It's like three cups of flour to like a quarter cup of bacon fat. You can use vegetable shortening if you don't want to use bacon fat. But um, I do a tablespoon of baking powder. Mm-hmm. and a little bit of salt like a i usually use a teaspoon and then about a cup of water and you just mix that together until it forms a dough you knead it a little bit you let it rest for at least an hour um some people let their um, tortillas rest 24 hours the more you let it rest the softer they will be mm-hmm. of the gluten structure uh, and then you just form little balls. You roll them out into flats, put them on a pan, let them bubble yeah. up on both sides. Done. And you Yum. can make a huge batch and then store them in your fridge. Yeah. This is yeah. porn for Steven. Oh. <laughs> Actual porn. No question. But Actual bacon porn. fat oh, has game changer. We've, we've learned <laughs> bacon that fat bacon is, fat. We, that and liquid gold are like liquid, the most underused, gold. easily tossed ingredients in any kitchen we want we've made bacon fat like we've put rice in our rice cooker and put bacon fat Mm. in there and it's like the smokiest rice ever it's Mm. so good we're gonna do popcorn later (sighs) bacon fat popcorn yeah yeah we have have what we need for that we have schmaltz too we have a lot of chicken fat we we bought of course you have schmaltz we have schmaltz baby Yes. God damn it. I made refried mm. beans with schmaltz instead of lard, and it was game changer. How game changer. dare you go into so much detail? How We're dare doing they? meatballs with a salsa verde. What I want tonight. I want. Um, we've been trying to do some vegetables, uh, I, but last night I made kale and mushroom. We just sauteed that, and then I put them in a carbonara sauce. Which made them, I thought it was going to be a little bit lighter and healthier than it was. No, it was just Parmesan cheese, thick, creamy sauce, magic on yeah, vegetables. Like, yeah. I was like, we ate vegetables. This counts, right? We're stressed out. No judgment. Out. <laughs> yeah. We're airport eating. Airport eating. Get that Chili's. Go Honey, to Chili's. Whatever's open. Yeah. I'll give you 10 Obo bucks pan. for a donut, Duncan. <laughs> Or if you're in the Atlanta airport, Popeye's chicken. 100% always. They have a Popeye's chicken in the Atlanta airport. It was my go-to. Why would you do anything else? Yeah. It was, yeah. I know a lot of airports like the back of my hand from that much touring. Oh, well, now I want Popeye's. Do they deliver? They sure do. Oh, well, now, now I want they that. Sure. Dude, there's actually one close to us, but you have to go like up the hill, which makes it feel very far away. That seems very far mm. away. Yeah. Like you could walk through the one train and when it's open, take the elevator. But like, that seems crazy. That seems way too crazy. No, that's too far. Yeah. So if they deliver, go get delivered. They deliver. Because I know Taco just, Bell I feel delivers. guilty looking on a map. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's right there? It's right the, there, but it's so but the far. the incline is Vertically. What? Yes. Yeah. It's vertically far. Yes. Yeah. It's vertically distant. And you would have to walk through the In the Heights, like, uh, tunnel. Yeah. And, like, do your best In the Heights. Um, yeah. From the new movie coming out. Ugh, postponed. I know. I just think they should release it and we'll all just buy it. I'll buy an online ticket to it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Open that thing up. I like all the free 
uh, not free streaming, but like the National Theater is going to stream a bunch of yeah. theater. They're going to do the PBS one man two unlocking a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm looking yeah. forward to that for sure. And I think April, like you know, every month we get new stuff regularly, but often it is underwhelming. I think April is going to be a huge surge of you know, amendment contracts and whatever, so that more stuff can be streaming. Fran Drescher hinted that the nanny might be among those. I will rewatch the nanny. We are 100%. so blessed. I Very hope. Blessed. Have you watched Tiger King yet? Yes. I'm halfway through. Finished. I so just good. finished episode four before this podcast. I am ready to build props for Tiger King, the musical. <laughs> Have you guys seen Dan Finnerty's audition from the Dan Band? Not yet, because I haven't finished. Okay. No, um, I haven't. I didn't know he. I didn't know he did an audition. (laughs) Look up if anyone is following. I think it's at Dan Finnerty. It's Kathy and Jimmy's husband. He's so Susie Mosher posted it. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm gonna go look it up as soon as we. Obviously, wearing one of Kathy's big fur coats. It's so funny. (laughs) That is amazing. Uh, I love all this content yeah. that people are putting out that is inspired and hilarious. Enjoying it. Yeah, it's interesting to um to see how people spend their time. <laughs> yeah. And I of course love seeing people's apartments. I mean, I loved that about the Rosie show. We we went live, but we didn't really talk about it. Austin, did you watch Rosie? I did watch Rosie. I, I did. I just loved seeing like mm-hmm. which guest like put on a camera face and like thought about where in their house they were going to do it and who didn't and yeah. who was just like wherever they happened to be at their time slot and did their yes. thing. A hundred percent. I loved it. I loved Cheetah's apartment. I loved the variety. It felt like is. a variety show because of that. It felt like it, different, yeah. different levels of uh famosity and people who do it were doing characters and a bit and singing and not singing and just talking and judith light like what Helen minkin was so great it was such a good telethon yeah barry manilow with that judy tissue box cover i'll never get over it (laughs) yeah you won't ever i mean these are like old people trying to figure out zoom like good job like no production assistant is there. They've got to figure that out themselves. I right. yeah, I can't even imagine. That was the saddest thing about not opening. Uh, was it was really also going to be Sondheim's ninetieth birthday party. Yes. Like just to be in that room for his ninetieth birthday party. How cool would that have been? It was real sad. It, it still will. It's being postponed. Yeah, but it's and still yes. I know. I know. But to be there on the day. Yeah. I know. We could I watch know. the Andrew Lloyd Webber birthday video together. <laughs> People turn in 90 everywhere, everywhere. Ugh. Can you imagine making it to 90? Can't. I can't. I can't. I'm going to take you on a little adventure because I have to get a charger. Oh, oh, please do. God. And we should actually wrap up shortly anyway. Okay. We're, we're nearing the end. Yeah. Nearing the end. But we do thank you from the bottom of our ever shrinking hearts uh, uh, for spending some of your quarantine with us. Of course. I mean, I don't got anywhere else to be. I can't be like, I'm too busy. I know. I'm just, I can't believe we're doing the first video one with somebody who is less than 60 seconds from my apartment. <laughs> I love that too. We could probably shout out the window and hear each other. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if you're ever if you're ever taking your walk, feel free to walk by and say like, "Stick your head out the window." Oh yes, we should and do I can that. wave to you guys. You're now in my kitchen. Oh, I love that kitchen. Yes. You oh. where the magic happens. Where the magic in the grain library. Yes, oh grains. God. I got yes. a screenshot of it. Screenshot. <laughs> There's also, these are the new shelves. Oh, cute. They look great. We haven't filled them yet. Um, But, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Just careful when you open it. I will. <laughs> yes. Austin, thank you so much for um, taking an hour to be with us and hug yeah. your beautiful family for me. Yeah. I will. I will. Thank um, you guys so much. It's been again. so much fun. Stick something in that baby's mouth for me. All right. You know, Do you have anything a preference? I don't know. Does he like socks? Does he like taking off a sock and sucking on it? Yeah. Well, Great. Yes. That. All right. A socket. <laughs> a socket will be. Oh, from Angie Dana. Stick a sock in it, Ambrose. Yes. We'll Ambrose. Send you a Ambrose. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. All right. Now we sign up. Later. Bye. 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 Oh, I'm supposed to hold it? <laughs> no, this is perfect. I'm not musical. That's perfect. <laughs> In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Weiner, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at InTheRoomPod.com. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.